Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The personal brands and companies are very similar, right? And you've probably heard me say this before, unless it's your first episode, in which case, welcome. But it is true that brands and personal brands, like traditional companies and personal brands, are very similar to each other. They operate almost the exact same. And when I say almost, this is one very key difference. I mean, there are differences, but this is one that's particularly very noticeable. When brands create content, they create content from a place of, you know, I'm doing this because it needs to reach a certain consumer so that they can achieve whatever result, right? When personal brands post content, there is this added layer of like, oh, I don't look good here. Oh, I need to refilm that because my face made a weird face. (laughs) Or, oh, I need to fix my shirt. There's this piece of lint like floating around in the background. Like, There's a lot of overthinking and emotional attachment to the self. Which makes a lot of sense because you are not operating from behind a logo. You're operating as you. You're showing up as you, you know. You're not like placing your brand, like your company to be critiqued. You're kind of like putting yourself out there to be critiqued. And you're kind of afraid of these things, you know, somebody may comment about your looks or the way that you dress or the way that your hair looks or what have you because you may have seen other people get negativity for that or because that's just like something you're very afraid of which is again totally normal because you're a person you're showing up as no one other than yourself and there are two solutions to help you distance yourself emotionally from that obstacle because I I would call it exactly that when you think of your content as, oh, I need to always look good. I need to always do this. I need to always do that. First of all, you set an an, ex- an unrealistic expectation for yourself, right? Where you constantly have to be perfect. And the cue that you create for yourself is that I cannot create content unless I am perfect, whether that's in your looks or your behavior or what have you. And the other thing, which is arguably the most important, is that you you end up coming at this from a place of self, meaning that you are not at all considering the person that you're hoping will engage with this piece of content, find it valuable, find it inspirational, find it empowering, whatever it is of the message and the value that you're looking to communicate. You're actually not thinking about that at all, which is how we end up with, well, pretty much like 99% of, of what I would call creators, Because these are all the people that are overthinking 
you know, oh, the the smallest little detail that has to do with you and not the actual person that once you press publish, once you press post, that's going now into the universe for someone else to see that. And I would hope that you're thinking, I really hope that they find this to be a valuable, helpful, you know, beneficial thing. That this addresses their issue, that this solves a problem. And that's the thing that separates, a thing that separates people who do this as like a hobby from people who do this as a business. Because like I said before, traditional brands operate from, okay, we need to create this piece of content. Let's tell a social media manager or content creator to make it. This is kind of like the general message it needs to have. This is the problem it needs to solve. Okay, do it however you see fit because you're the specialist, but here's the problem we need to solve, right? We need to drive sales, we need to convert, we need to raise awareness about a launch, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so to put yourself in that emotionally distanced mindset as a personal brand, you can do two things. The first one I'll mention right away, and this is what people typically perceive personal brands as, which is a persona, meaning that you kind of create, you shape the way that you want people to perceive you and you kind of step into like an alter ego or um, I don't want to say character because I feel like it communicates kind of the wrong thing, but also that's what it is. Like it's, it's a persona. It's kind of a character, right? It is you. It's just maybe a more confident version of you, maybe a more, um, you know, a more unapologetic, shameless, what, whatever words you would, you would use to kind of describe the ideal person that you want to be, your ideal self, right? Stepping into that character. The reason why I don't want to spend a lot of time on that is, again, one, it, one, it kind of communicates the wrong perception of what a personal brand is. The whole purpose is not to step into some character to make yourself feel better. The whole purpose is to serve other people, right? And that's what I would say the second thing, and this is the most important thing that I think actually helps you emotionally distance yourself from being so obsessed with these small details about yourself and go from self-serving to serving other people, is when you actually set your mission to be like, When I'm creating content, I'm creating content in order to impact the following person. And I'm hoping that with this piece of content, they're going to achieve the following result or this will solve X problem. This will help them achieve Y goal, right? So you come from it from an angle of service like you're you're this you're doing this to serve someone else and that automatically creates this like emotional distance from it like okay you know I got to do what I got to do this is a career I'm trying to build here and it's built on me helping other people so I need to show up for them I need to you know help them learn how to do this thing help them learn how to achieve this goal help them solve this problem that I know they have, you know, address their pain point with this, tell them this story, make them laugh, bring them joy, what have you. And when you focus on the service component, not only does that kind of help you, this this doesn't happen overnight, okay, but eventually (laughs) helps you slowly and gradually 
get over this like self-obsessive nature of all the little details that actually nobody ever pays attention to or cares about unless like they're insecure about it themselves in which they'll you'll see it very obviously like projected onto you and you'll just be like okay well somebody's struggling with this thing I wish them well but moving on um you'll also actually have influence you'll actually see people comment things like I totally agree with what you're saying this was so helpful to me you know they're going to be saving this they're going to be sending it around they're not sending it around because your hair like had a little fly away they're sending it around because the message was super powerful because you came from this you came at this from a place of service and value and providing help to somebody else versus oh I need to look perfect and be perfect and then the other problem with with constantly setting this expectation of perfection for yourself is that not only will you have to constantly measure up to it because you set it for yourself but it will then be expected by others that you will constantly have to measure up to it and then we just we end up going into this cycle of of doom and like there's no people don't care how you look people don't care what it is that it was that you were supposed to have done supposed to have said how it was supposed to have been edited so long as the core message that's being communicated, the underlying subliminal message that's being communicated is I am here as a person of influence. I'm building my personal brand in order to help you. And I know that I said before that and in this particular case, there is a difference with how personal brands and traditional companies operate. But if you look at every single successful company at right now, they overlap with the success of successful people of influence with one thing. They were all created to solve a problem, provide a solution, and help somebody. Whether you're looking at, you know, somebody like Teffy on TikTok who was using like her love for pop culture to basically find her her people and her community of people who also create these powerful bonds with celebrities and public figures. Or it's Amazon that was originally created to con- help bring certain resources to people conveniently, initially with books. And that's the thing that makes you a successful personal brand. You initially start out filling a void in the influence market by providing value. And value is is help. It's the thing that usually stems from whatever problem you had. Like, oh, I wish I, you know, had somebody who taught me about confidence or I wish I had somebody who, um, you know, was an inspiration to me in this specific design style. I wish somebody taught me about music production. I wish somebody told me how to start a business. I wish somebody was really honest about the mistakes that they made in life. Whatever. And you start from that place and then you show up for that person as the person that you needed when you were in their place or in their shoes. Then you truly build a community of people and you know exactly why they're following you. You know exactly 
why they're there. It's not just like randos that are following you for no reason. You know that they're following you because they're interested in this or maybe they're interested in that or maybe whatever. How Depending on how many like target audiences you have. Usually it's one for like personal brands. And then from there you like write a book about something that you have been talking about for a while or you launch a podcast or you found a brand or you start investing in other brands or what have you. And it all makes sense because it goes back to the initial purpose that you started your presence online with. So if you're looking to get over some of these like insecurities that you may have that are preventing you from posting online, put the insecurities aside by coming at this from a place of service. I need to show up. Because this person is going to benefit from this thing. And then you kind of forget about the fact that like you have flyaways or you, you know, your concealer isn't on perfectly or like you didn't put mascara on or whatever. I think a really great inspiration for this is Elise Myers who just came on social media, started sharing her stories and she's a phenomenal storyteller. And just started talking to people about random things that were going on in her life, delivered incredibly well, providing them with joy and happiness and entertainment. And half the time looking like she literally just woke up and no one cared because they were just there for the story that she had to tell and and the bit of happiness that they got from watching her videos. So influence is serving other people. And at the end of the day, they had no idea that you were supposed to have gotten ready for this or you were supposed to wear this thing and you forgot or you, you know, didn't hang your picture up the way it was supposed to be hung up on the wall behind you or what happened. Like people really don't care so long as they recognize that you're there to, to help them with something and you understand their problems and you have a solution for it and you're there to provide value. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.